Hello and welcome back to the University Podcast. This is the podcast that unravels the mysteries of university, covering all the topics that we wouldn't usually hear about. Today I am joined by the wonderful Georgia Smith. Georgia ended up taking a gap year when on results day she didn't get what she expected. What I want to discuss today is expectations when it comes to university, as well as A-levels, and how Georgia felt watching other people go off to uni and seeing all of that kind of stuff on social media. I also want to talk about how others perceive both her and friends in a similar situation and what advice she'd give to people who end up taking an unplanned gap year. So let's go and meet her. The kind of like thickness of the pizza needs to be bigger in, in ratio. Really? To, in ratio to the, the um, Oh, to the crust. That's just yeah. very confusing. You're like eating like, yeah. physically a very good wafer and then you get there you're like... Wow, this is a real challenge. Yeah, it was because also really angers me when you pick up a slice of pizza and it droops. Yeah. So you're a sturdy bum, that's because it's underbaked. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Next time I'll burn it and you'll be like, it's overbaked. <laughs> you can decide on it. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for asking. Firstly, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome in the studio <laughs> slash bedroom. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is your whole gap year, your A-level process and how you're feeling now at university. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to ask you about is your expectations of university when you initially applied. So what was told to you about it and what did you actually initially apply for? When I first applied to university I wanted to do biomedical sciences um don't ask me why now (laughs) but uh yeah and the kind of perception that I had of uni based off like friends and family that had gone was that it was this kind of wild fun experience where you met loads of people got involved in loads of different things and just had a really fun three years do you think that contrasted quite a lot with did you have the kind of school side of it where they were like, pick something that is a BSc <laughs> and pick something that's really serious? And then did you have like friends and family side of things where they're like, it's going to be the best three years of your life. There are no other options apart from this magical thing called university. Uh, yeah, to an extent. I think where we live, like we live in this area where like apprenticeships or not going to uni at all is a very foreign concept in a way we live in this little bubble where it's like you're gonna go to school you're gonna get your a-levels you're gonna go to uni and then you're gonna come home have a good job and then you're gonna marry and have kids and yeah they're old like that is where we lived as well you could leave school at 16 yeah back back in the day <laughs> which sounded like foreign like no one knew that was a thing <laughs> yeah but no one even i don't think that even was even considered no. did you find that as well yeah absolutely uh, I remember like being at school when that law like changed and that you could leave at sixteen and everyone's like, eh, no, no one's actually gonna do that. Yeah, it's like that's just a law anyway. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's fine. So when you started applying for university, what was the kind of expectations that you had of it? So at the school that I was at, we definitely had a um, you must apply for a degree regardless of whether you're gonna actually go to it in the September after you finish your A levels. So um, we were all just kind of shepherded into this little process of um, picking a degree out of something that kind of linked to your A-levels, reading a little bit about it and then picking the five unis and then going off and doing it. No one ever talked to you about, well in my opinion, no one really spoke to me about like my other options about taking an apprenticeship or taking a gap year or doing 
doing a degree that I'd never learned about as well. So I currently do sociology. It's something that I never covered or never even knew about before my gap year. A big part of my school time was not knowing my other options other than going to university. And how did you find those like last kind of couple of years of school as well? Because I know you moved school from doing GCSEs, you moved to a different school for A-levels. What was that experience like? Well, going from an all-girls school, which has about 35 people in the year, to going to a mixed, bigger sixth form was a, um, was a change. I, I definitely, like, I'm glad I did it. I don't think I would be able to go to university at all if I hadn't pushed myself to change schools. But A-levels was a very weird time in my life. You know, just kind of adjusting to a new school, but also having all the extra pressure of, you've got to get your A-levels right first time. You've got to get the A-levels to get to university. You've, you've got to do well and get through. Um, as well as adjusting to a new environment yeah. and being somewhere for two years thinking about three years ahead and yeah. all that kind of stuff you're just there like I, can I just get through the first like term of these schools like, <laughs> can I meet these new people and you know find my like footing first my school was really hectic we had like we had school five days a week and then we had Saturday where we had to do like sport all day I was in the first team for hockey so I was doing a lot of extracurriculars and then my school hours were ridiculous anyway I was going from like getting up at quarter to seven and then getting home at quarter to six. So it was just really, really long hours, something I wasn't used to coming from my secondary school and it was just a very intense two years. And did you feel the pressure of that environment as well, especially when thinking about university? Yeah, so I think the school definitely had this feel of we need everyone to do really well, that we need everyone to get the best grades possible for themselves, but also for the school kind of thing. I definitely felt like a huge amount of pressure with my levels just doing well and I think it kind of showed how I handled things like mentally and like physically. It was the start of this like realisation that <laughs> things that happen in your life can really affect your well-being. Yeah, it was, it was a very weird and new kind of period of my life. Yeah, and did you find it hard to juggle that alongside the hardest uh, academic experience that you ever would have done? Yeah, 100%. I think my A-levels were... Yeah, they, I think they're harder than my degree sometimes. <laughs> and I know I'm doing sociology, but like, <laughs> it's still pretty hard. Yeah, well, it is that thing of juggling three subjects or four subjects because we did ASs. Yeah. And also having to learn a whole syllabus in a year and then do it. I think you're lulled into a false sense of security with GCSEs when at our school we finished the syllabus by year 11. So we had a whole year of revising it. And yeah. then suddenly you're thrown into A level. And you've got new situation, new pressures, new things to be working towards, thinking about leaving school, leaving home, mm -hmm. and passing. Yeah. <laughs> just generally day-to-day -day existence as Yeah, well. <laughs> just getting up in the morning, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, coming on to results day itself, how were you feeling on the day before you even opened an envelope or read the results online? How were you kind of feeling about how your A-levels had gone? Oh, I felt so sick about the whole thing. It was <laughs> horrific. I don't know, like, with my GCSEs, I, was, I didn't feel that bad. Like, I, I don't, maybe I didn't, it didn't have as much, like, gravitas to me as much as, much as my A-levels did. During my, like, actual sitting exams, I was, oh, the stress that I felt during it was horrible. I know everyone's in the same situation. We all felt very sick doing them. It was a very, like, nervous time frame. I feel like the exams were very hard, 
for how much you have to learn and how much you can actually perform in the exam. I don't feel like you necessarily have the the opportunity to like show off everything that you can do. Yeah. Um, if the right question comes up, then that's great. But if it doesn't, what are you going to do kind of thing? Before results day, I was very nervous. Going into the school was quite a daunting. Yeah. And did you feel that support from the school itself? Like in terms of, not in terms of supporting you through the actual academic material, but did you feel that level of support emotionally? I don't want to um, knock down my school. I think it was a great school. It was, you know, it provided all these amazing opportunities and amazing facilities. And it was just, it was an incredible school to go to. But um, I do think that they, they didn't handle certain things the way that like, maybe we become more aware of the handling now. So I don't. I think that there was a lot of emphasis on getting good grades, but I don't think there was an emphasis on how you actually achieve getting good grades in terms of, like, physically and mentally being okay. Mm. Um, I think we all, we all knew how to sit an exam and we all knew that you have to do practice questions and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but all that sort of, you know, study skills. But I don't think anyone kind of... Well, I certainly feel like I didn't have well-being sessions. I think I would have benefited from... A reality check. <laughs> yeah, like, putting it in perspective yeah, a little bit. Someone who would just be there and be like, whilst this feels like it is the most important thing of your life so far, it's a it's a part of your life, but it's not gonna define your entire life course just because you don't you do or don't do as well as you should, mm. kind of thing. So then coming on to did you get results via an envelope? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. coming on to <laughs> opening up that envelope seeing those results not getting what you expected to get how how did that feel immediately looking at that sheet of paper i was gutted well and truly i it was it's one of those really horrible situations because you go in being like oh i haven't done well at all but deep down you feel like oh no i've done okay and then you're in the room and everyone is opening their you know they're opening their envelopes and some of them are like hugging their parents or they were like hugging each other and so like oh yeah we've done so well like where are you going next year kind of thing and then you, you other people who don't do as well they open their envelopes and they kind of have to immediately mask their face and be like oh no no like I'm fine like I did okay like it, it you know it wasn't as good as it should be but it was okay yeah so I definitely like felt I was really I was really gutted uh, and it basically the results that I got meant that I didn't get like immediately onto the place that I was aiming for for September I could have applied to the the same that degree like through through clearing but um I it kind of it made me like have to take a step back and think like oh gosh is this actually like the right path for me because I didn't mm. get it first time like even if I did go through clearing I wouldn't have accommodation or I wouldn't like necessarily like have a secured place until I got granted that by the uni just simple things like could I even manage doing the course if I can't get the a-levels that they require of me and all this sort of stuff so a huge amount of things are running through my mind in that five minutes like post opening the envelope yeah. like, and who were you talking to <laughs> in that moment who were you like um, spilling out your thoughts to no one <laughs> I was just there like keep it together no my mum was there so I kind of just handed her the envelope, I think. It was just like, oh, God. But I got, I got my envelope from my house, uh, like, house mistress. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a weird, weird contrast to GCSEs where I went in and my teacher was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. When you go to A-levels and you haven't done this well and you're just there, like, mm. kind of almost embarrassed to take your envelope type thing. Yeah, because teachers know as well, don't they? They yeah. get it. Is it the day before? Yeah, they do. So then when did you definitely make the decision where you said to yourself, right, I'm just not going to uni this year? Was that on that day? Pretty much, yeah. I kind of knew that 
I wasn't going to go through clearing because um, my insurance university had put it down because I had to, not because I actually wanted to go to them. And I just, I really doubted whether I'd actually find a university that I wanted to go to, which would have all the things that you would get if you got it first time, if you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, like your, your halls accommodation and, and whatnot, like mm. your your actual place at the uni, it was, it was too much of a risk to like, in my, for me at that point to go for it um and it, it, it in that moment I just hugely kind of thought well what's the point of going like I, I'm not I haven't got the grades that I needed to get yeah should I even bother going mm. it was a very like crisis moment. <laughs> <laughs> no but then but, it's that thing as well of I think that is a really mature decision clearing is advertised so much yeah around that time and yeah. post results day as well and i think there probably are a lot of people who go oh i haven't got in uh here's a university i'll go there yeah, I'll having go never been there yeah. or not even knowing what the course is maybe it's a course with a different title yeah. whereas i think even though you probably felt like you were having a quarter life <laughs> crisis yeah definitely <laughs> making that kind of assured decision i think was like a really bold move did you talk to anyone else? Yeah, so when um, I got my grades, my, some of my teachers were just kind of like milling about and I saw one of them and he actually shook my hand for my mark that I got in biology. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm good at, I wanted to do biomedical sciences and you're shaking my hand over biology. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And he was like, no, you did, re-, and he said, I'm really proud of you. You did really well on the essay. Like, I can fake, like, when we do practice ones, I was constantly getting U's. I just could not for the life of me get this essay right. <laughs> and then in the exam, I dropped five marks in it. So I did really well on the wow. essay. I was actually there like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that, I mean, like, it was a very weird day because I was there, like, trying to be, like, put on a brave face and, like, people were congratulating me still. But inside, I felt like I'd failed. Because mm. also, let's not forget as well that you were in a very high achieving environment yes. like there are people in other places where the grades that you actually got would have been ab- <laughs> above and beyond what they would hope yeah, to get yeah, yeah, and it was that the thing as well you kind of felt swept up in a bubble where everyone was so high that you felt that being slightly under that or not being where you wanted to be amongst those people was just the end of the world yeah like being the bottom of a very like high category of grades you were just there like these grades are actually pretty good for the rest of the country but yeah. I'm just there, like this is the school I'm in and the the like county I live in this is just kind of you know this is equi- the equivalent of a bad set of grades somewhere else no one actually turns around and goes well that was rubbish kind of thing <laughs> like no one has that kind of tact but it's it's personally I knew I was going to get these grades I didn't get them and I was like oh, I just hate Georgia kind of thing <laughs> I feel like everybody has this kind of illusion of milestones that they should hit yeah, and do you feel like that was built up for you as well yeah 100% like one of the things that I I use as a template of what my life should look like is what my parents lives look like so they've they met at uni you know they they got their degrees they, they got their like accountancy qualifications they got really good jobs and they got their first house got married had babies had a really perfect life like you know just kind of what a five-year-old would dream their life would look like yeah <laughs> and so my first stop on the life plan <laughs> had suddenly just become an absolute shambles <laughs> like well what do I do now yeah um I wish I'd had that reality check sooner like kind of prepared myself for the fact that like if I don't get the grades 
it's okay. Like, yeah. I can take a gap year. Because what was their reaction as well? They were disappointed for me because they knew I wanted to do better. They knew I didn't get the grades to go straight away to university. But I think they were secretly relieved because they knew deep down that something that I didn't really want to admit that I wasn't ready to go to university. I definitely needed that year to kind of recenter, refocus, take some time out because A levels are intense and mm-hmm. we all just push ourselves to keep pushing through until we get to the end of the education part of our lives and then we feel like, right, that's the education done. Now onto the job bit. And it's like we we can take a, a time out. We yeah. can hit pause on the situation that we're in. Um, so I think they definitely realised that, that that was something that I actually needed. I just I just didn't know it myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> also I think it's so much better as well to have that pause before you're in like a foreign place. Before you're like, yeah, I'm just going to move to a new city and then have a breakdown. That sounds <laughs> like, a, like a great idea. Yeah, exactly. Like if I planned to go on a gap year and then I got the grades I had I've, and then had to go off on my travels, I probably would have come home in the first week. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not put like, together. Nope. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Once you decided not to go to university, that day was kind of over. What were yeah. the next steps that you took? So I'd actually kind of secured a summer job with a friend from my hockey club. She had her own business and my brother and I were helping her over the summer just as a summer job. And then when I got the results, I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to like, I need to work, but like, the, I don't want to work in some, I don't want to work in one industry like the whole time. Like what if I don't like it, like, oh my god, what am I going to do, kind of thing, I was just like, ah, freak out, and I was talking to my boss, um, on the summer job, and she was like, work for me, and I was like, that actually sounds like a really lovely idea, like, she was so supportive, she was, like, almost like a big sister in a way, she just kind of was exactly what I needed on the gap year, just someone to build my confidence back up in myself, someone else other than my family to be, like, a supportive ear, and, like, a listening ear. And you had an, uh, a friend as well who was doing yes, that job. I was so grateful. So, well, at the time, I had absolutely no idea what was happening to my friend whilst we were, whilst she was getting her results. I was just there like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's happening with her because she had to wait for her the uni that she wanted to go to to get back to her. So she had a limbo of like a couple of days and I don't know how she managed to do that because oh, wow. oh God, it was nice just getting over with and one fail swoop when you're not going to uni. I was Suck like, a punch <laughs> Exactly. You're not going, that's it. My boss and I, we were like, oh, like we could just invite her to work with us too. So the three of us ended up forming this team and it was such a great, such a great experience like working with your best mate and a really lovely boss as well. I couldn't have asked for a better setup. But yeah, so I got to work with my job. I learned a valuable life skill in de- decorating, if anyone ever needed decorating. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I'm getting you to do my house. <laughs> I'm very good at it. You are. I swear, every time we walk into a new building, you're like, oh, they haven't sounded down the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that cutting in is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It was a great experience, and I've learned a good life skill out of it as well. Mm. So then when you started going into that job and stuff, yeah. Did you find it hard watching friends go off to university and watching essentially a social media feed <laughs> of freshers? <laughs> yeah. So um, whilst like I was gutted that I wasn't going, I was also I'd like to say I was a, a big person. I was like, yeah, no, I'm really happy for my friends. They did really well, and just because I didn't doesn't mean I can't be happy for them, kind of thing. I was like yeah. thrilled that you guys got into uni. I was like, yeah, like they're gonna have a great time. I'm gonna go visit them when I get my act together. So yeah, like I definitely, um, for my friends, I was thrilled for them. But we live in this generation where 
every single thing has to be documented. Whilst I probably partake in it when things are going well in my life, at my bit probably I definitely do, <laughs> um, it's really hard for people who haven't got into something that everyone else has got into. Like, it's not just one thing where, oh, I didn't get a job, but it's fine because no one else was going for it. It's like your entire peer group is going to do mm. the same thing and then you don't get in. You're just there like, how do I cope with this? Because online, all they were doing, um, I mean, I did it as soon as I got in to my second, <laughs> you know, t- take two, yeah. I, I did it. But um, when you see everyone's like, oh, they're going off to this uni and they're going off to that uni, and I'm just there like, it makes you feel a bit poop. Yeah. But it's, you know. It and how did you deal with that? Did you, so I talked to other people who were like, I just avoided it and came back when Freshers' Week was over and everyone had just <laughs> settled down into, yeah, it's not actually that great. Well, so um, my ex-boyfriend went off in the um, in the wave of people going off to uni. Yeah, and so, he was still your boyfriend at the time. Yes, he was. So, just to clarify. <laughs> just to clarify. My ex-boyfriend went off and was stalking him. <laughs> I mean, did that it's like, that's so too. weird, George. <laughs> So, like, um, I wanted to see what my friends were getting up to. Like, I wanted to see how they were taking to it and all sorts of stuff. And I couldn't particularly have a conversation with them if I didn't, like, see whatever they were posting or whatever. So, yeah, I kept up with it with, like, my mates and stuff. Um, so, it, it, I mean, whilst, like, it made me sad whilst I was, ca- like, kind of watching it, it didn't make me, you know, depressed. I was just depressed that I couldn't update my status saying that I was going to uni. That yeah. Was the, that was the first, that was the only really, like, hard bit about people like um, posting things the more difficult part was just the fact that no one was around so you were just it was just me my best friend a few other friends they were so quiet like there was no one from my friendship circles no one really stayed so it was just dealing with the fact that everyone was in some other part of the country was the harder part rather than watching them have a good time because you obviously want to see your mates have a good time mm. like if they're all posting things on their snapchat or their instagram whatever it's like well i'm really happy for them but when they're physically not in the same area as you you're then like what do i do with my time yeah kind of thing. and how did you manage that time then I'm gonna like sound like I had my act together, but I didn't. I spent a lot of it in bed watching Netflix in the dark. <laughs> but <laughs> no, um... which is a great hobby. <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like it's something I've like learned to stay away from. <laughs> it's my weekly occurrence. Yeah. Um, I carried on with my sport. I worked nine to five, five days a week. So it was only the weekends really. In the evenings, I was knackered, so I just you know dust around, had dinner with my family, and then went to bed. So did retaking your A-levels as well, did that act as a good distraction? So I initially didn't plan to retake. I was just kind of there like, I don't know what I'm going to do kind of thing. Yeah. I like, I'm just going to get through these three weeks, just, you know, centre myself and then we'll, we'll see what's happening. And the school actually were really good. They stayed in touch. Um, I got to send off my UCAS applications to them again. They helped with any queries that I had kind of thing. Like they went through my personal statements. Um, but then looking around, I decided that I wanted to go, I did want to go to uni. Um, it's always something I wanted to do. It just was one of those things was like, will I ever actually make it rather than, than, um, I don't think it's for me type thing. So I, I did a lot of looking around and I, I really enjoyed uh, psychology at A level. So I thought, okay, well I'll have a look into that. And it was like three A's and I was like, Hmm. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, well, the parts that I enjoyed about psychology were things which involved everyone. I mean, I liked psychology because it was interesting to learn about human behaviour. 
but I really liked how either his behaviour affected everyone in the group or how we had this kind of group effect type thing. So mm. sociology kind of fit that bill because it is effectively looking at society and yeah. improving it however you can. So I did a lot of reading about sociology. I got textbooks from friends and, yeah, basically decided that that was what I wanted to do. Because was that the first time that you'd heard of it? Yeah, so we didn't really, I didn't know what it was. We didn't have it as an A-level option at my school. So I didn't know much about it. Um, and so trying to convince other people that it was a good idea was interesting because for starters, it was a BA when historically I was going to go for a BSc and my family had done BSCs and it was very much a, I'm going to do a science degree kind of thing because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And, um... I mean, whilst there are BSc sociology degrees, I, the university I wanted to go to was an arts degree, which I didn't really think was anything wrong with it. I was just kind of really worried initially because I didn't understand the difference of other people's perceptions of it. My dad has employed quite a few people over his career and one of the initial things that they look for is like kind of the type of degree that you have and then the, and then the classification type thing. So I was worried that, well, if I haven't got a BSc, is it really going to matter? Or is it something that actually does count for something? And I think, well, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> but, but yes, that definitely was a, a worry when I first started looking. But yeah, I found sociology, convinced people that it was a good idea. Um, I didn't do much convincing, obviously. Like, they are supportive parents, <laughs> love them. Sent off my applications, got two unconditionals out of the five offers. So oh, wow. I can't have done that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things started to look up and I was like, yeah, this is... Cool. I'm going to go to uni and then do sociology. I'm going to have a great time. It's mm. going to be good. So, yeah. What prompted the move then? If you've got those unconditional offers, what then prompted, you know what, I'm going to have another crack at A-levels? I think it was the security. I knew deep down that I was annoyed at the first set of results, that I knew I could do better. And due to personal circumstances around my A-levels, I didn't have as much motivation or as much time put into mm. my revision before my A-levels as I should have. And I completely hold my hands up for myself in the fact that I should have just, you know, bucked my ideas up and got on with it and just kind of gritted my teeth for those important few months. But it's one of those things that, like, when you've gone through something like that, it's not something you can just get over. <laughs> yeah, you can be like, come on, put yourself together, oh, <laughs> yeah. Together. A huge part of my life had been, like, kind of fragmented and I wasn't really sure which way was up. Mm. to be honest, straight away levels. So I just kind of didn't focus as much as I should have. And I regret it hugely. Like, it's always going to be something that I'm really annoyed at myself for, that I didn't get on with it. But it's, <laughs> I couldn't have done it at the time, and I, I accept that now kind of thing. So getting the unconditional offers, um, I decided to take a chance on myself. So I was like, I know I can do better. It doesn't matter if I can't do better. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm definitely going... And that completely opened my mind to like a world without anxiety. I was just there, like it's fine. Like I, I doesn't matter what I get in this. Like I can, I can do this mm. no matter what kind of thing. Do you think that relieved the pressure as well? In the sense that first time round, regardless of motivation, circumstance stuff, mm. every single time you sat down to revise, it had all of these things attached to it. It had if I don't do well, this happens, this happens. Yeah. And you had that chain of events, whereas yeah. was sitting down to revise and it was purely just for your own kind of personal sense of worth. Yeah. Did that remove, if anything, the anxieties that you had over it? It was incredible. I kind of looked at like what I was learning with like a new lens. I was like, oh, this stuff's really interesting. <laughs> I was like, why am I thinking about it this way before? And 
but I got some tutors in London. So I every Thursday I would go up to London for the day. I I was in this class with two other girls. It was really fun. Like the tutors were lovely. They really like they again they really helped my self confidence. Just believing in me and being like, oh, don't be silly. Like, of course you can do this kind of thing. And I think resetting my A levels. It was the first time ever in my entire academic career if you like <laughs> that I'd sat an exam and felt absolutely no worry it yeah. was surreal I I went into the exam hall at my old school which for most people would be an absolute nightmare and it was initially but I was more like kind of worried about how the people were perceiving me resetting my exams and all that kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know all that kind of drama yeah but as soon as I started writing the exam I was like no nope, I know what I'm writing about I know what I'm saying I know what I'm doing and um yeah I came out with better than the grades that I was expected the first time round, which proves that I can do it and I could have done it first time if things haven't been so hectic in my life and I think that was if anything a perfect way of rounding off a year of kind of the cheesy thing of self-discovery <laughs> or just finding that little confidence boost that most people are like digging to find in first year yeah. of uni when everything else is piling up on top of it yeah definitely I couldn't have possibly gone to uni with the amount of personal troubles inside regardless of whether I got the grades or not so I think if anything this whole results day drama was a blessing in disguise what would your advice be to people who maybe have had to take a gap year because they didn't get into the uni of their choice I would tell them that it's okay that you didn't get in look at it from another perspective of what have you gained rather than what have you lost because Based off my own experience, I gained so much that I would never have got from my first year of university if I hadn't have taken my gap year. I've, I've done things in my first year of uni that I would not have done if I hadn't have had a gap year because I wouldn't have pushed myself the way I have. But also just taking that year for myself made me realise all these things about myself that I had no idea I had. Um, so I think if you haven't got into the uni that you tried to get into, it's not the end of the world. Just look at what you've gained from not getting in. Lovely. Thank you so much That's for coming okay. and talking to me. Thanks for having me. Um, and good luck in your final year. Thank you. Or next year. Oh you God. just don't want to think about <laughs> it like that. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much to Georgia for coming and talking to me today. I know that's not an easy topic to talk about, but I think everything that she said is so useful and valuable information to hear about. So if you or anyone you know is ever in that same situation, then hopefully that will really, really help. Thank you so much for listening to the University Podcast today. As always, if you've enjoyed it, then please go and leave us a lovely review. And we will see you next time for more University Chats. Bye-bye.